this world has been connected. And now darkness within darkness awaits you. In the end, every heart returns to the darkness whence it came. everybody and welcome to the answer report podcast this is episode number nine of season two of the longest running kingdom hearts podcast in the world my name is mike and with me as always is my brother jason hello jason yo what's going on what's good this is gonna be a spicy episode this is spicy? this is good it's gonna be spicy it's gonna make your turkey nipples fall off or something <laughs> uh we have a lot to go over here we have a interview from mr nomura himself who uh it dropped literally like after we recorded last week and we told you guys this would happen with the new recording schedule yep i, I mean, didn't think it would happen so it, fast it would have been the day after anyways like so you guys are welcome that's true because we moved up the podcast you got it earlier like that's very record. true actually yeah it's actually very true you're welcome so you're welcome everybody but also uh you know we're we're here uh we we got some emails to read and i i got a bone to pick specifically with with some people but before we get that let's let's read these emails okay we get two emails actually which is i uh, maybe a record for yo? the podcast yo this uh first email is from our good friend kh waterblock yo and he says, insert juiced subject here. <laughs> What's up, my dudes? I don't normally email, honestly, but I got inspiration from the last guy who did. Oh, nice. We've known each other for a bit, but I haven't actually... But I haven't actually had time to listen to you guys until, like, around July or so. Hmm. I got this new job last year where I could use my headphones, and I went, all right, time to dive in. Nice. I don't regret it. Y'all are hilarious. I just got through a breakup, and your stupid jokes helped a bunch. (laughs) Every week, I look forward to Friday now to listen to you guys, which is great. I totally understand when you guys are talking about not wanting to do something that you want to do sometimes. It's why I've been blowing off making content on my own for months now. Anyway, stay juiced, boys. Hope I make it on someday. KH Waterblock. Thank you, Mr. Waterblock. We appreciate the email, and we appreciate you. And uh, Yeah, I, I had a couple people, Jason say wow mike really gonna quit the podcast in the middle of regular pat actually said mike i'm very proud of you i thought you were gonna end the podcast at 11 minutes in <laughs> and i wasn't like i am not like depressed or anything i, I if anything I, I was just trying to say 
that when I am depressed or when I don't feel the motivation, mm-hmm. it's really cool to get emails like that that yeah. push us forward. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, exactly. I have I I have no plans of quitting the Answer Report podcast no. anytime soon. So, like, I guess what would close. happen if we did quit the podcast is me and Mike would just be talking about Kingdom Hearts, and then we'd be like, "Damn, we might as well record this shit, huh?" <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And and that's I mean. Is that a reason to do a podcast? I don't know, but that's what we're doing. So <laughs> here we are. Uh, our second email is from Master Zethus. No subject. And it says, hey, guys, I'm on episode 123. Almost caught up. Yo. I'm at work slacking off, and I just wanted to thank you guys for your podcast. I haven't been here long, but I feel like I've been here since the beginning. I just started a cage-focused YouTube channel and posted my very first video. It's just a boss fight, but I had to start somewhere. Okay. I wouldn't have had the motivation to even start if it wasn't for you guys. Just hearing you say that you guys are recording things you're already doing started to push me in to get started. Heck yeah. I was, I was going to start around the time Cage 3 came out, but the idea I had for the channel was swiftly taken by a sermon someone who we all know well. Who could it have been? Not knowing what to do, I gave up on the idea. I'm not quite sure what he's referencing there, but we'll continue. (laughs) You guys have helped me build my confidence back up after COVID completely destroyed my life and pushed my anxiety to a point I didn't know existed. Mm. You've helped me remember myself and the goals I had pre-pandemic. One of my new goals is to be on your podcast someday. I hope by the end of the year, I'll make something good enough to be worthy. If my friends are my power, then you guys are my friends because I have none otherwise. (laughs) P.S. Chick Slam's theme is too good. Uh, Master Zethus, thank you. Uh, yeah, dude, we're we're happy that you're uh, inspired, and that's what I tell anybody that's like on the fence about making content or doing anything like that. It's like it, it ain't gonna happen if you don't do it. Yeah, absolutely. You can do it or not do it, but if you don't do it, it won't happen. Yeah, and I mean, like what we said earlier is like this is like like obviously not in this exact way, but like talking about KH and like when there's like new interviews or whatever, like we would end up like talking about it together anyways and being able to share that with other people. And like, it's like the the typical meme where uh, I love kingdom hearts, but none of my, none of my IRL friends like it besides maybe one person. It's like that typical thing for a lot of people. So yeah. um, As the, as the fandom grows and stuff and, that's why I think a lot of people, especially with like Kingdom Hearts, have a lot of like online friends where it's just, I don't know this personality. They live on the other side of the world, but I'm connected to them through Kingdom Hearts and we've been friends for years now. Like, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty common. I mean, and that's with us. We've met so many cool people mm-hmm. through doing this and not just like other content creators, but just other people. Yeah. You know, uh, Hope ass people. I was. Sean, uh, Sean underscore AFK and I are working on a secret project and I, you know, I hadn't talked to him in a couple of weeks and last night we were working on it and just shooting the shit, man. And Sean's one of my good friends, you yeah. know, and that's, um, Would've not never something I could have foreseen happening before we started this podcast for sure. I, I've never been like a, yo, I made a Xbox live friend and we play Halo together kind of guy. You know what mm. I mean? I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm like, leave me the fuck alone. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, I've Mike's made never some in game good friends. Chat type shit. Right, right. I'm like, even sometimes with like some of my like high school friends, you know, like Addison and stuff, they'd be in like a group chat and I'd just be playing with them, but not, not talking. Cause I, that's just not, I don't know. It's just not something I normally do. Hmm. But I, you know, I've, you know, been opened up to the world of making friends from, with people from around the world that yeah. you wouldn't normally, you know, and I'm so happy and excited we've made that, you know. For real. 
It's really cool. If you guys want to send us an email like these two juiced individuals did, you can send us one at AnsomReportPodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to read your email on air. Even if you don't want us to read it on air, you just want us to read it, let just make sure you tell me that in the in the email and yeah, we'll always read nice. it. If you just want to reach out to us or whatever way, but we 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 love to read them on the air too if if you're okay with that. Also, um we haven't had an iTunes review since January, you guys. Guys, come on, guys. What the heck? I'm going to need you guys to step it up a little bit. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please uh please leave us a five-star review and a comment and we- like Hey, if you do, hook it up. <laughs> it's actually funny. I was looking at our stats the other day, and the majority of our listeners are on Spotify now, um, where that didn't used to be the case. But it's but there's still a large amount of you listening on on Apple Podcasts. I think I think it's like sixty thirty, and then ten percent's just other. But yeah, anyway, guys, it really helps us a lot if you if you listen on Apple Podcasts. You know the the thirty to thirty five percent of you out there that are. Please uh, drop a drop a five star review and tell us what you liked about it. Also, um, I've noticed we do post this podcast to YouTube, and that's a good amount of you guys too that listen. And so, if you're listening on YouTube, a like uh, really helps us, and, and leaving a comment really helps us. So, uh, yeah, that's enough of me begging for interaction from you guys. Uh, thank you, <laughs> thank you for that. Um, Please also join join the Discord, please, because that way you can answer yeah, the question of the week and and come chat with us. So. Uh, now to something a little less wholesome, Jason. <laughs> now to completely change gears. So, here's the thing. I want to preface this by saying I don't like being mean. I don't. I don't want to be negative. But there's some things that I feel like, as someone who's a part of the Kingdom Hearts community, and someone who's a part, uh, who has a voice in the Kingdom Hearts community, there's a lot of people that you know listen to our podcast. We're not the biggest people in the world, but we have a lot of people listen. I feel the need to say something about this because it is grinding my gears. The Game Informer interview with Mr. Tetsuya Nomura that posted last week has a particular question. We're going to cover the interview in full a little later in the podcast, but there's a particular question about Super Smash Brothers. And I'm going to read you the question and answer right now, and then I'll, I'll get with, tell you guys what my, what my problem is with all this. Question is, another area where we saw Kingdom Hearts popularity surge was seeing Sora and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Can you talk about your feelings on having Sora involved? And Mr. Nomura replied, Obviously, I was very happy that we were able to have Sora make an appearance in Smash Bros. Ultimate. Most of the feedback when Sora was announced for Smash Bros. Ultimate was, I can't believe Disney okayed hit for him to be in the game. Behind the scenes, I was actually the one being very picky about his appearance in Smash Bros., Disney was the one that was like, go ahead. This is a great opportunity. I thought it would be tough to pull off because it might clash with the established lore in Kingdom Hearts and the Disney worlds. So it was an opportunity I had to consider very carefully. After seeing how happy everyone was in welcoming Sword to Smash Bros., I feel the end result was really great. So good question and answer. We get a little behind the scenes there that Disney wasn't the one holding Sora back. It was Mr. Nomura, right? Which yeah. makes sense. It's his character. He created him. It makes sense that he would want to be very particular in how he includes him. Jason, when I just read that to you, does that, do you, do you immediately go in your head, wait, that means Super Smash Brothers is canon to Kingdom Hearts? No. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I agree. That, that's not what I thought by reading it as well. Before even talking about the thing that you don't like, I, I do think it's really cool that he was like cool with just being like, yeah, I was actually the one. And I, I think it's funny. Yeah. And 
because it is actually <laughs> and right. it's still so crazy to think that sora our boy is actually in smash like yeah. so, for so long just wanting him in in smash like who who top three who you want all three are sora dude i need sora and smash I, I, yeah, I, I mean, obviously Sora and Smash is a huge win for the Kingdom Hearts community and for people that love Sora that get to play as him. Mm. Here's my problem. King, the Kingdom Hearts community has a problem with misinformation. And I think probably a lot of communities have the same problem. I, I, I don't want to say just Kingdom Hearts has this problem, but we definitely have a problem with this. Uh, uh, let me cite the Nomura was drunk when he came up with the recoded thing that... Someone mistranslated and everybody took it as fact. And now we look silly because we're all like, oh, he was drunk. That's why the game's so crazy, right? <laughs> Kingdom Hearts, so crazy. He had to have been drunk, right? That makes sense. So when some of the biggest Kingdom Hearts content creators decide to pump the community with misinformation, I have a problem with that. And what I'm specifically talking about is our good friend, HMK. And his, one of his more recent videos, titled, Nomura Considers Sora in Smash Canon to Kingdom Hearts? Question mark, exclamation point. Yo. This is a problem for me. Because one, the thumbnail is the shot of Sora and Mario shaking hands with the Smash logo in the background from the trailer. Mm -hmm. And then he superimposed that Typical picture of Nomura that everybody has. Yeah, I think we have yeah. it as an emote in our Discord server. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then put under him, canon. No question mark. No exclamation point, just canon. This is fact, right? Yeah. And I have a problem with this. I'm going to read you a line from HMK's video. Okay. You didn't read the title wrong. He, be Nomura, possibly, maybe kind of considered Sora being in Smash to be canon to Kingdom Hearts. That's crazy. So nowhere, nowhere <laughs> in this video does he say, this is a theory of mine. Even in his statement, his statement isn't just like, oh, Sora's canon, it's canon to Kingdom Hearts. His statement is possibly kind of sort of, because he knows that this is misinformation. He knows that this is not right, Jason. He can't even, if, if he was just, because, okay, the only way I'm reading that question, that answer to that question, and saying, oh, I, I think Source canon to Smash, or Smash Smash's canon to Kingdom Hearts, or whatever the, the theory is, the only way I'm thinking that is if, A, I'm stupid, and I don't, I don't have reading comprehension, or B, I think this will get me some clicks, and I'm, I'm presenting misinformation. If he was stupid, he would say, Sora is canon in Smash. But he's not stupid. He's just being willfully ignorant and lying to everybody. Yeah. And I have a problem with this. Well, and what makes us so stupid is like, okay, guys, like, let's say, let's say that it is. Hypothetically, it is canon, right? Is it going to mean anything? No. So it's like, no. what is the point of this? Is this really the only way that I could ever think where it's like, okay, in like Smash Bros, like Smash Bros is not like canon to like anybody's lore or whatever, right? right. Even if you want to say, oh, Sora goes to a bunch of different worlds and maybe because now that he's in uh, Unreality, 
now that makes a canon which i don't even think that that even really matters like he's going to different disney worlds and like it's canon that he went to like monsters inc or toy story or whatever or both even if you're saying okay it is true they're not gonna have anything where it's like yo the the reason that sora is able to do this or captain falcon knows him <laughs> like you know what i mean it's, it's so right yeah it's not gonna come to anything so it makes no sense to do it when nomura says i thought it would be tough to pull off because it might clash with the established lore in kingdom hearts in the disney worlds right when he's he worried says about that, this exact thing <laughs> he's well that and he's like he's not worried about oh how do i fit it into the story of kingdom hearts that's not what he means he means something like kirby swallow sora so he gets Sora's power. In order to use Sora's power, he has to have a Keyblade. But Kirby can't have a Keyblade. He's not a Keyblade wielder. Yeah. So they make a little star Keyblade for him, right? Mm-hmm. Out of nothing. That's the kind of shit he's talking about. He's not talking about, oh, fuck, does this happen after DDD? Or does this, you know, that's not what he means. No. Well, also, and to think, he doesn't want to think that's what it. he means is stupid. Yeah. Right. He wants, he wants to uphold his brand. It has nothing to do with the canon story of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> It just doesn't. No. And to act like it does and post a five-minute video about how it, it, it is, is fucking ridiculous. Make it a theory video, sure, but don't just lie to people. Well, that would be so much more on brand to make it a theory video and then, right. like, blow it out of proportion. Like, you kind of already are. Just go even right. crazier with it. Like, what is this low-effort shit? <laughs> you are a kingdom, one of the biggest Kingdom Hearts creators there is. And you're just lying to people. And that, I, I, I can't support that, man. I, I think he's mostly harmless. Like, I know people don't like him. Because of Twitter. As much. And I know we've been, like, you know, outward, you know, like, against some of the things he does. Yeah. I mostly don't like that he just tries to dunk on people on Twitter and, like, quote tweet them so everybody that's so that a fan of him attacks, right? Him, yeah. um, I don't like that. But as far as, like, a content, as content goes, I think he's mostly harmless. He makes yeah. fun little theories, whatever. But this is so disingenuous and terrible that I can't, I can't not say anything, dude. Mm, yeah. I, I can't not. Like, th- this, is, this is ridiculous that he does this. Because what's crazy about it, Jason, is you and I were talking about this beforehand. He was the guy that was kind of like, yo, um, I know you guys are saying Sora won't get in Smash because of Disney, but he's, you know, I, I don't think that's the case. I think it, da, da, da. He, he was basically trying to say Disney's not going to stop it, right? Yeah. And Nomura literally comes out and says, yeah, Disney didn't stop it. That's your, that's your headline. I was right all along. Me, HMK. (laughs) You know? Not this maybe kind of sort of shit. (laughs) You didn't need to make this video. You You had your celebratory video. Why are you doing this? Why are you being dishonest? Also, it doesn't really make a ton of sense either, because it's not like you're going to be hitting like a real wider audience with a Sora and Smash video. Because it's like that shit's already been beaten the fuck to death. You know what I mean? Like everybody was making videos about, oh, could he make it in like over the years of Smash being out? And then finally, when he does come out, then everybody's making Sora Smash videos and all this stuff. Like, it's so, so late in this. Like, it doesn't make sense why, unless you were saying what, unless he made a video with what you were saying, where he was like, yeah, I was right about this. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I want to make, I was, I was right about this shit. But also it's like, you already made another video, like in dissecting the whole interview as well. 
So like, it just really doesn't make sense at all. Like, yeah, this no, is a tweet, doesn't. bro. You could like tweet this. This, this like, is a tweet, or and this is clickbait, dude. This it is, is too. This is, yeah. Well, at least it's on Twitter, it's like clickbait. makes more sense, right? Like, just straight, straight lying on Twitter doesn't matter. <laughs> but the problem with this, Jason, is he has a lot of people that watch him. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of hype beasts out there. A lot of a lot of people that you know, a lot of keyblade wielders, as he would put it. A lot of them are young, impressionable people. That are now going to go around and go, yeah, Sora's canon, Smash's canon to Kingdom Hearts now. Blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. The problem with that is like, it's like, who cares, right? But the problem with that is this kind of stuff just feeds into the whole, oh, Kingdom Hearts is confusing, LOL. Kingdom ha, Hearts ha, fans. Ha. Kingdom Hearts. Wow, now you got to play all of Smash Ultimate to get the story of Kingdom Hearts? Well, it's just LOL. like not true. Like, Which is, I know, but that's what people are going to say, yeah, yeah. right? Well, imagine you're you're a kid and you're like, I'm like... Going through like this, like even especially if you learned about Sora through Smash or whatever, right? Like, you're like, oh, okay, like he's a character in this game. Like in the same way that I feel like a lot of people learned about like Captain Falcon or whatever, right? Imagine if when it's like, yo, okay, to get the 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 true lore for Captain Falcon, you have to like you know you go back and play the games, and then at this point you got to play through the story mode on Smash Bros or whatever, and it's just like not true. Like you're just yeah, you're just hard baiting people. For anybody, you're just, you're just trolling true. them. You're Rick rolling yeah. them. Like what is this? I know, I know that even if he sees or hears us talking about this, he's not going to respond to us in any way. Because yeah. why would he? Right. You know. Well, that's not the point. But of what I we're just. Saying. That the point of what I'm saying is I want him to be better. Gamers Joint did the same thing, basically. Yeah. He made a thumbnail that says Canon and Sora's eyes are all wide. Yeah. And I listened to his video too, he, and he's, he's less he's a weird, weird case though, because he's like stuck in a time capsule where he thinks it's 2016 YouTube. And that like yeah. he just does like the same like PewDiePie ass edits to his shit and like clickbaits like it's 2016 or something. Right. So for him, it's, right. it's definitely weird. The content of his video of this video is less offensive to me. Yeah. Cause he at least is like, Hey, like it wouldn't surprise me if this is what Nomura meant. Yeah. Like he it's at a least bad is like wording or mistranslation, something like he's that. He's at least like, I don't think this to be true, but it could possibly be true where HMK is literally just like, Yo, Nomura said that it's canon. But also Possibly, kinda, maybe, sorta. sort of, kind of. <laughs> w, like, come on, dude. Yeah. You couldn't even drag this to a 10-minute video. Was this worth it? Yeah, I don't know, bro. This was not worth it. I, I know a lot of people that are very, like, they're, they're anti-HMK to begin with. Yeah. Right? But this uh, this is not helping him. There's a lot of people yeah. that are mad at him about this, and I don't blame him. Like it, it, this is like ridiculous, man. People like him make real Kingdom Hearts content creators, like the regular Pats, like the the Bio Roxases, like the 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 demos, uh, the demos. Thank you. The Sunny Novuses. Even he 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 makes the the secret reports. He makes these people seem sillier because. It makes Kingdom Hearts seem sillier, and I know Kingdom yeah. Hearts is inherently silly. Not the kind. Not this is not. That's not the kind of silly I'm talking about. I'm talking about people at big media outlets going to Kingdom Hearts. All their fans are stupid, and their their yeah. game's stupid, and the lore's stupid, and it's it just if you're new to Kingdom Hearts and like you search Kingdom Hearts and stuff, and the first couple of videos you see are like a hmk gamers joint duo combo where it's like the same video you're like holy shit what is this <laughs> like 
And there's so much really good content. He doesn't need to do this. Yeah. He has like a built-in fan base. He could have literally just made the one video, right? Yeah. Just the one video he made on the interview or split it into two like Gamers Joined did. You know, you got to get that ad revenue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But he could have just done that and and then in that video been like, Nomura could be saying it's canon, right? And then it's fine. But he made his own separate video because he's trying to mislead people. He's trying, like, he doesn't. He wants the clicks and he's trying to mislead people for it because he wants people to click on his video and so he gets the ad revenue. And it's just sick. Like, yeah. I get if it's your job, you want people to click on things, you can do it in a better way. Stop it. Please. Yeah. It's just so, like, I'm not really, like, I don't really care about it as much as, as like, you do and, and some other people do. Because to me, it's just, like, this shit is so dead, dude. Like, KH in, like, Sora and Smash is, like, cool. But because, like, I'm sitting here thinking about a little kid playing Smash Bros, right? They got a Switch. They don't have no, like, full-on console or anything. They got a Switch. And then they're able to find out, like, how cool Sora is. And, like, even just find out about Sora through Smash Bros. It's so freaking cool, dude. Like, that's why it's cool. Not because it might be canon or, like, any type of weird shit like that. Like, it... The sword and smash is old news, but like what keeps it cool is is how people are finding out about Kingdom Hearts, not this weird shit, dude. Agreed. To end the segment, I just want to say, HMK, if you're listening for some reason, please stop. Just just do what you're normally doing. You don't need to do the clickbait shit, dude. Like you're fine. Like you're yeah. making your money. Yeah. Okay. You're making your ad revenue. It's okay. Stop misleading people. Thank you. Same, same to you, gamers joint. Cut yeah. it out. <laughs> Otherwise, the 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 actually, I don't have a threat there. I don't know why. I, said, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where I was going with that. There's no threat. Just or stop, else. okay? Because it's the right thing to do, or else something. Or else you're letting down Nomura. Yeah, you're letting down all the chillins out there. Dude, that imagine play you're Nomura Hearts. and you say this shit, dude, and then like. You just somehow see these videos, right? And you're just like yeah. face palm, like so fucking hard. Right. Jesus Christ! I it, if I'm no mirror dude, I hire a hitman to take out HMK. What? What? If I'm no Mura, I'm not. <laughs> the misinformation's got to stop. Pulling him out of Smash. <laughs> yeah, no more Sora and Smash because guys, HMK. Guys, nice job, guys buddy. You fucked it up, dude. You fucked it up for the. You fucked it up for the whole class, dude. <laughs> anyway, let's let's move on, Jason. Let's talk about this interview in whole because it's a very interesting interview uh, on Game Informer's website. There'll be a link in the description. Uh, shout out to Kimberly Wallace, who wrote this article in this interview. Great job. Proud of you. We were not expecting this kind of um, news about Kingdom Hearts 4 anytime soon. So no. there's, some, there's some good stuff here. Uh, first question... They ask, the series recently celebrated 20 years. How does it feel to look back on the last two decades, and what do you hope Kingdom Hearts Legacy will be? And Nomura says, I feel like 20 years is a very long time, except it also doesn't really feel that way. I have vague memories of visiting Disney, the Disney offices in the U.S. and having meetings throughout the long history we've had. But when it comes to the memories, the development, and just making the actual game, it's just kind of fuzzy. It doesn't feel like anything has become a memory because the series is still continuing and it's all still in real time. Yeah. The series is always evolving. The stories are still going on. 
Regarding the legacy, I suppose the heart is the central theme of the story of Kingdom Hearts. We will continue to depict that and tell the story of the heart in different ways. Yeah, I mean, he's been just like nonstop going, it feels like, right? Like, right. He, for a while, he was doing Final Fantasy stuff as well, and the whole Versus 13, and then like all this stuff. And yeah, he's just been nonstop going. I'm sure he hasn't even had time to really reminisce that much. Like, yeah, he, he probably has with like KH1, I would say. Just yeah. because it's been 20 years or whatever but like besides that it's i feel like yeah it's probably it'll be cool for you know once kingdom hearts is over you know to hear yeah. about like post interview stuff when nomura like once he retires or whatever type thing right even if like for yeah. whatever the kingdom hearts just never ends or something like they just hand it off to somebody else and it probably becomes infinitely worse or some shit but like post-retirement nomura interviews would be so cool just having him like talk about like yeah this swapping between these engines or whatever like just like cool behind the scenes type stuff will be really awesome right it would be, I agree. And even, like, design choices, stuff like that. It would be awesome. Next question. The series is known for its cliffhanger finales. How did you approach keeping these satisfying but still enduring fans felt like... I'm sorry, I must have just unga that. How <laughs> did you approach keeping these satisfying but still... Keeping the ending satisfying, but still ensuring fans felt like they had some answers. So yeah, that question's weirded, or worded weird. He says, with every title, we just try to create a game that is contained within itself. There's an actual ending in the sense to each game, which is probably something similar to any game that is made. But yeah. since the Kingdom Hearts storyline has had so many mysteries and the story is ongoing, there are just so many different things that we can get into. Fans say every time they think they figure something out, now there's a new mystery that they need to figure out. I suppose it's a combination of just trying to make sure that the game is contained within itself and comes to a clear stop, but then also it's just trying to prepare a new mystery so the fans that are aware of what will be important in the next title or the next part of the story that's coming up. Personally, I feel like this approach is not really anything special. It's something that all game developers might be considering when they make their games. I would say Kingdom Hearts is just one of the best at doing it, you know? I, I think I think the secret movies and that stuff is like top tier of what Kingdom Hearts does. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. I agree. Uh, they ask what his favorite cliffhanger, um, and he says the original from Kingdom Hearts one. Ooh. Uh, he feels like that was unexpected on the players' part because they didn't think the story would continue about upon that. So when Sora and Kyrie like you know separate, um. And then he says, also in Kingdom Hearts 3, when Luju takes off their hood at the very end, yes. I really enjoyed seeing fans' reactions because of something I'd really hoped for. That's probably my favorite. Yeah, I agree. Did you expect characters from games like Birth by Sleep and 358 Over Two Days to become so popular? Do you feel like their stories are complete, or can we expect more of these characters to pop up in Kingdom Hearts 4? This is a banger question, by the way. Yep. Yep. He says, I really didn't think that the characters from these two titles would become this popular. I had thought that players wanted to see more of characters like Sora or Riku. It was kind of unexpected that the characters from these two titles were so well received. As far as including them or continuing their story in Kingdom Hearts 4, the story of Kingdom Hearts 4 is focused more on Sora's disappearance. I'm not quite sure if there will be room to really explore the other characters' stories as much, but I'm aware... And the team is aware that these characters are very popular and people want to see more of them. So if possible, it would be great to include more of them or continue to share more of their story in future opportunities. So what that sounds like to me <laughs> is if you're expecting some Roxas arc in Kingdom Hearts 4, guys, it no. ain't happening. Now, the people who are were like, maybe for this part of the game we play is, is Kyrie, and then this part of the game we play is Roxas, and then this part of the game we play is Riku, and 
it's not happening guys you might get you might get an intro where you play as fucking riku or like yozora or some weird shit right and then it's just the sora show dude where's that's bbs2 how it, and that's how it's supposed to be it's a numbered where's title BBS guys two? yeah i do want bbs2 though for real yeah where's i BBS can do without day's sequel but bbs2 has to happen has you to. don't want you don't want three five nine over three days yeah dude let me let me get a sad girl sad boy and sad man who also breaks the fourth wall and likes chili dogs and invader zim jason that's sonic adventure oh my bad dude yeah next question xehanort is such a memorable villain and now we're going into the lost master arc how do you follow that up and create fresh conflict with new adversaries I, I gotta say, hold on, before I answer this question or continue this question, Kimberly Wallace came with the banger questions, Yeah. Dude. Kimberly Wallace said, I know what people want to find out, and I know that's going to be interesting answers from Namira if I ask these. Yeah. Super good. But also, it's like, like they, they, th- this is, this is the, the people's questions, bro, for real. Like, right. they weren't like, well, I really want to know this myself, so I'm going to ask this question myself. Like, these are all just like, everyone wants to know this shit. Well, and too many times with these interviews, when people get to interview Namira, they do this thing where they're like, why don't you tell us what the plot twists of the next game are? Like, they don't say it like that, but that's yeah. basically what they're asking. And then he just goes, laughs. You know what I mean? Like, the, too many times, just, Kimberly's nailing it with the questions, not yeah. doing that bullshit at all. Yeah, yeah. So the answer to that question was, as you mentioned, Xehanor is a really memorable character. We did take a lot of time to flesh out this enemy presence throughout the series. It all started in the original Kingdom Hearts, where there's Ansem, and then Kingdom Hearts 2 with Xemnas. Basically, these two figures that stem from one person. In the first game, we explored just the heart portion. In the second game, we explored the physical body. It all led up to the full physical embodiment of the character. I really like that we took this slow burn approach to build up the character. I feel the presence of the enemy character is so important for them to be a really good character. Yep. It gives the story a lot of depth and density. I feel like we pulled that off. It, even just like the, uh, like how their reach has affected the story, like when it comes to like a bad guy. Like for example, like in Lord of the Rings, like Sauron isn't there, but like his presence and like his influence is everywhere. You know what I mean? Like his the representation really good comparison. Of is really good. Like it, especially with like the whole like Nording thing too. Right. And like uh, right. All, all that type of stuff. Like it's, it's really cool. Like it's not actually them, but it's, it's their influence there. I feel like that's the, the best way I could put it. Like it, it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and then he continues, and now we're moving on to the next saga. In the trailer for Kingdom Hearts 4, we mentioned the Lost Master arc. We're going to be delving into a new enemy figure for the continuation of the story. This new enemy has a lot to do with the masked characters that appear at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3. They're going to be obstacles that stand in front of Sora. Also, in Kingdom Hearts 2.8, we showed what kind of characters they are, so the enemies have already appeared within the series. We'll be reintroducing them, and obviously, there will be more new characters as well, but we can't really go into detail on those characters yet. This this question, I'm not going to read the whole question, but basically they ask if you feel like Sora, it's important to keep Sora as the main protagonist, and he said that, I think if Sora is no longer the main character, then I would also feel that would indicate the end of the numbered titles, he's that important to the series. True. So he said, all you want in a Roxas game, that's a side game. True. That's a side game, y'all. It's like what I said, dude. It's a numbered game. It's the Sora show. We saw Donald and Goofy in the Kingdom Hearts 4 reveal, but one question a lot of fans have is how much will Disney still be integral to the series? Banger question. Banger question. Another one. 
With regards to Kingdom Hearts 4, players are definitely going to see a few Disney worlds in there. I just want to mention that they don't need to worry so much about this aspect of the game. I feel I might feel slightly different from previous Kingdom Hearts titles, but once players have had a chance to play the game, I'm sure they'll be relieved to find that it is definitely a Kingdom Hearts title. It's the game series that they've come to know and love. As far as the graphic qualities, since with each new title the specs have been really increasing and there's so much more we can do in terms of graphics, it kind of limits the number of worlds that we can create in a sense. At this time we're considering how to approach that, but there will be Disney worlds in Kingdom Hearts 4. Hell yeah. So dude. to me, he's saying two things here. He's saying like Kingdom part of Kingdom Hearts is the Disney worlds. Mm-hmm. Stop worrying about that so much. Yeah. Also, if you're expecting there to be as many worlds in Kingdom Hearts 4 as there are in Kingdom Hearts 2, it ain't happening. Right. Because that's Those definitely are the he's a thing there. people were mad about with 3, and he, he knows. Right. Right. But it, he's uh-huh. right. The graphical quad, like, I mean, Kingdom Hearts 2 is basically a bunch of Gmod rooms put together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So sure, they had a lot of worlds and you went to them twice, but I, I don't know, man. I, I, I think yeah. people that are on that mad about that or well, also like i think part of it too and i think frozen is definitely an outlier but i still want to use it for the comparison that like think about how full the world feels in like toy story right where it feels like there's like little interactions and things you can do everywhere in that world and then compare it to frozen right obviously there was some weirdness with frozen but i think that if they make a ton of worlds you get more of those frozen type worlds so it doesn't really feel like there's a whole lot going on in them right yeah, like no, I there's more there's more traversal and stuff. It's more unique traversal, more like, like it's not just a bunch of Gmod rooms, but it doesn't really feel very alive. And so and I, I feel that way slightly with like San Francisco, like it's so big, but it feels really empty. So to me, it's yeah. like as they up the graphics, as they up the quality, as they up the size of the worlds, they also need to put way more time into it in order to make it feel like there's there's stuff to do, like it's a, a full world. And so. Uh, I'm totally down for just some super banger worlds as opposed to like just a bunch of like surface level worlds, especially if they end up doing just like more with the worlds as far as the actual story. Cause I feel like that's how it's the, the trend has kind of been right. Where it's like mm-hmm. in cage three, there was a lot more like, Hey, the reason that like the org is in this world is because of this. It's not just, well, we're going to turn Beast into a Heartless. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like, oh, this is a person who is living with their heart in a chest. Like, we need to learn about this because, like, we're making vessels and, and all this type of stuff, right? Like, that actually makes sense. Um, ends up not, like, coming to fruition all the way, but it's because, yeah, it's just like Davy Jones type shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think if they do more type of stuff like that, it'll be really cool. Agreed. Next question. When did you start working on ideas and planning for Kingdom Hearts 4? And what things did you know you wanted to incorporate early on? Whenever I'm working on a title, I'm already thinking about what I want to incorporate in the next one. For example, with Kingdom Hearts 4, I had already started thinking about what I wanted to do with it while making Kingdom Hearts 3. This is more in terms of characters, worlds, or gameplay systems I want to implement. Every time it's the same process. I'm constantly thinking of what to improve or change in the next title. For example, in Kingdom Hearts 2, we introduced the reaction command system. I felt like fans didn't take to it well, and it wasn't that popular. So in Kingdom Hearts 3, we took the system out. But then fans said, why'd you take it out? So now we're considering bringing it back in Kingdom Hearts 4. 
The challenge is with the action gameplay. It's hard to execute the satisfying action moves when the footing isn't very secure. That's something we're working on and hoping we can realize as an aspect of gameplay in Kingdom Hearts 4. So wait, uh, all you, all, okay, so here's what happened, Jason. Let me, let me lay out the timeline for you. Mm-hmm. People my age played Kingdom Hearts 2 and liked it, but they were like, press triangle to win, LOL, right? Yeah, yeah. And then people your age came along growing up with KH2, and they were like, yo, press triangle to win, LOL, yeah. <laughs> right? But they liked it. And yeah. then KH3 came along, and we were all like, wait, no press triangle to win, LOL? <laughs> yeah, all of us, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, I think if KH3 comes out a decent time after KH2 instead of as long as it did, I think it would have been a more like natural like evolution and people wouldn't have complained about no reaction commands. Yeah. But because they let a whole generation play the game and have fondness for it and nostalgia for it, now it's there, right? Yeah. Well now I'm not saying reaction commands are good or bad. I'm saying the perspective changed because the because time passed, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I just think that's really interesting, actually. I don't think a lot of games have that problem. I hope that when they do add in reaction commands, it's not like Every single enemy has a reaction command. Like, yeah, for sure. I hope it's specific ones, and I hope it's mainly just like heartless and nobodies and unversed, right? Like, yeah, I don't want it to be in. Like, I I feel like having like a uh, a transition where it's like a phase transition in a boss fight where you're pressing triangle. I think that that's fine. Like, that's cool. You're not just like bodying the boss pressing triangle. It, even right. if like. It looks like visually you are, but you aren't really. It's just like transitioning the phase or whatever of the boss fight. I think that that's cool and that's fine. Like, and I think in Disney worlds, it matters less, but for more like for like humanoid bosses and super bosses and stuff, I don't like the reaction commands as much because it kind of just gimmicks the fights. I think the data fights in KH3 are so much more skillful than in 2 and like less just man, I messed up this one gimmick and now I'm screwed. Like, I don't know. I, right. I feel like there's much more about the core gameplay, like the actual you know, getting the combos, I feel getting like they're the hit or miss, you know what I mean, in general. Stuff. What? I, they're hit or miss in general, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, 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 some are really good, some are bad. We talked about those with Pat a couple weeks ago, too. It's mm. like, sometimes, you know, the reaction commands that are good are like uh, the samurai, right? And yeah, you, yeah. you play a little mini game to, you know, and then there's like the Twilight Thorn. But then, like, Pat Pat brought up an example of one that's like Samurai but sucks, and I can't remember what one it was. So it's like it just depends on what, what kind they are, you know? Yeah. We'll see what they do. I'm, I'm excited to see how they implement it with um, time past. I think another thing, too, and I, I hate to drag this topic out longer, but back when Kingdom Hearts 2 came out, quick time events were a big deal that's in true. video games. That's true. That's how a lot of games handled certain, certain scenarios. And then the general public turned on quick time events very fast. Yeah. And so I think reaction commands were just a type of that. And so they, that's kind of why people were like, we hate these. And then that's how Nomira would get that impression, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next question. Will we be spending a lot of time in Quadratum? Does having a more realistic setting give you bigger opportunities to try new things with the gameplay? And he says, I think it will be a pretty good amount of time since it is set as the initial base within the game. You spend time there and then go to different worlds and then go back there. Because the graphics are more realistic this time around, I feel like there's more of a realistic daily life aspect to Sora's life. You can see him go in and out of his room and spend time there. I feel like players will get to see more of the day-by-day routines he goes through. So what Nomura is saying, Jason, is 
piss meter is a possibility. <laughs> he continues, as far as worlds go, in the past, we featured a lot of Disney worlds, and among those, the most realistic one was probably Pirates of the Caribbean. This time around, we're spending some time in the actual real world. This was a challenge we had for ourselves, just to see how realistic we can make this, and that's something that we're working on right now. For now, we can't really dive into any further details on that. What I really think and what I really hope this is, is so like when you would go to different worlds in KH1 and 2, Sora was kind of just like there, right? Like it's just like the base story and he's just there. You're not really seeing too much like he's just like shit talking the bad guy, right? Like, right. Especially in 2, like he's just mad in 2. And like in 3, I like it way more where you're getting like the inner dialogue of Sora, like how the different interactions between the characters like how does it affect sora right and mm-hmm. I, I think that that's way cooler and like imagining what what i'm imagining is kind of like how i really liked the the anime for uh ff15 where there's like the episodes where you know it's like noctis in his apartment and like having conversations with ignis and like but they're they're having like stupid conversations about stuff that doesn't really matter. Like there's like this whole like pastry thing where Ignis is trying to make this pastry in the way that he had it when he was uh, in like the, the this other country. Right. But then they're talking about like overall arcing things where it's like his responsibility to be the king. Right. So it's like you get those little moments that are cool. Jason wants well slice as... of life anime. No, no, not that. But like as far as like for how like imagining like okay instead of like just having the inner monologue only of like how uh like sora witnessing the events of like the kingdom of corona or whatever right like right then like sora's back at the apartment type deal and he's like he's chilling on the couch and he's like bro that shit was crazy <laughs> you know like but like being like more reminiscent right but i think that that shit would be kind of cool no, like, I agree. I agree. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be like a whole on cutscene thing. Like it can be more like just like walking dialogue while you're like doing other shit or whatever. But I think it's cool. And I hope it's yeah. more like that. I, I kind of see it as the way like the garage works in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. But more to it, right? Mm-hmm. It's a nice thing. They kind of just chill there and chat, you know. <laughs> uh Fans have been very concerned about the lack of Final Fantasy characters and newer entries. Do you still want to dial down on the amount of them in the series? Or is Kingdom Hearts 4 a chance to bring in more cameos? Banger question. True, true. I understand that there weren't that many Final Fantasy characters in Kingdom Hearts 3. One thing I want to clear up is that a lot of fans are saying that Kingdom Hearts is this collaboration between Disney characters and Final Fantasy characters, but I really feel like that's not the basic concept of Kingdom Hearts. That's not exactly what Kingdom Hearts is. When we released the first title, we only had a few original Kingdom Hearts characters. When they were interacting with really well-known, beloved Disney characters, I felt nobody really knew these characters, so it was harder for them to stand on their their own ground just yet. And so, we had a lot of Final Fantasy characters involved to lend a hand for everyone to get to know these original Kingdom Hearts characters better. Yeah. Now, there are so many original characters from Kingdom Hearts that are so well-loved and people want to see more of these characters. With Kingdom Hearts 3, since we did have so many original Kingdom Hearts characters, it was hard to find room for including more Final Fantasy characters. How many times can you say characters in a sentence challenge? We're trying to find (laughs) a good balance for that. I know that some of fans were concerned about that and weren't too happy and wanted to see more Final Fantasy characters. That's something we definitely are thinking about. But just with the sheer number of original characters that we have now, it's hard to say that 
what the exact balance is going to be and how it will play out in Kingdom Hearts 4, I can't really give you a firm reply on this just yet. Yeah, to me, this like kills any idea that people are like, yo, there's going to be Final Fantasy worlds because there's no more Disney. Oh, yeah, like, dude. It oh, shuts yeah, up dude. that like times two. Like those people I mean, were like that times two shut down. There's Disney. Yeah. And he's saying, yo, Kingdom Hearts is its own thing now, guys. We don't really need Final Fantasy to be validating it. Right. Like it, it's valid in itself. Like you don't need. like where you would normally have like Sora talking to like Squall and Squall's telling them like, yo, this is or Leon and is like telling them like, yo, this is a stupid idea, Sora. You have like you have Riku or you have Terra or you have like literally so many other characters who can fill that space and be that person for the dialogue. And then it also builds up not only Sora, but also builds up the other cage characters like you don't need like if they had made some random character instead of putting in Leon in Cage One, it would be weird to just end up like building the character to like throw it away or whatever, right? Like Squall's like his own thing. Like they got their own lore, they got their own flushed out stuff. But in the same way, it's weird because it's not actually them, right? People try to act like Cloud is like the Cloud where like he already did like everything. It, all the events of ff7 and crisis core and all this stuff like all already all happened like he's this fully fleshed out character it's like really it's just cloud in a cool ass like he's got the bandages on his swords he's got the like claw glove like <laughs> like he's just right he's just a cool character that is adding to sora's story to build up sora because we don't know anything about sora at this point no i i agree and i you know i'd love to see more final fantasy characters just because i like a lot of those characters yeah. and a final fantasy like world would be cool but like at the same time what he's saying is true there are so many fucking characters and he's already saying hey we might not have enough room for some of them so yeah adding adding fucking lightning or whatever doesn't really make sense yeah i think adding them as like a summon or something would be cool for sure. Summon would that's be cool under... or like a, a big boss fight, like a Sephiroth style thing. I think yeah. it's a cool idea. Yeah. I still think that's a missed opportunity in three, not having like a Sephiroth toy or like another Final Fantasy character toy you could fight, you know? Yeah, yeah. In Toy Box. That would have been fucking cool. Even the summons, even if it was the summons because they had the summon toys there, that would have yeah. been fucking awesome. Final question. Do you want to give one final tease for fans about what they can look forward to? And Amir replies, Laughs. with regards to Kingdom Hearts 4... Unfortunately, there's not any new information that I'm going to be able to share for a while. But if people could really dive into this interview that we had today, I did reveal a little bit of new information and more details during this conversation. So it'd be great if people could consider that and find some new information that way. Also, I wanted to mention Kingdom Hearts Missing Link. We're working Yo. towards launching the closed beta within the year. Yo. I know that not everybody is really into smartphone games, so some fans might not be really excited for it, but we are making it so that's something stuff. that anyone can jump right into <laughs> compared to our past mobile releases it's a lot closer to the series and also connected in many ways to kingdom hearts 4 the easiest way to get more new information and hints about kingdom hearts 4 would be first to play missing link there will also be some more mysteries not related to kingdom hearts 4 specifically but just throughout the series in it also some figures that appear in missing link are tied to kingdom hearts 4 that's all i can really say for now also i didn't mention dark road is dark road dead Please, someone tell me, is Dark Road okay? <laughs> Why did the creator of the series not mention Dark Road coming in August? Oh, God. Dark <laughs> oh, God, Dark Road. It's menacing. It's oh, so no. menacing. Please, Dark Road. 
Oh no. Anyway, that is the. It's supposed to be out in a couple months. Oh no. Tech W. Uh, so that's the Game Informer interview. And Amira, a very good interview. Thank you again to Game Informer and Kimberly Wallace for that. Like, great shit. Yeah. Something we did not expect to happen anytime soon. We thought we were going to be dry as a desert till dark road, but there's some good shit in here and some good, uh, talking points and no no really clearing up a lot of stuff for people yeah i think he i think he does watch hmk videos because he was like yo i gotta set the record straight here <laughs> i gotta i saw this gamers joint motherfucker he was talking about final fantasy worlds and kh4 i gotta set this this shit straight yeah i don't know where, nope. where i get a lot of like what tilts me a lot when it comes to like watching like uh, different content creators or like just like reading stuff online about cage is like when there's these really big glaring things where it's like somebody leads credence to there's not going to be any disney in cage or whatever right because it's right. for some whatever reason right which is just mm-hmm. like baffling in general it just makes it so like annoying to me so i'm really glad that <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that was just really cleared up in that regard the only the only thing that he could have talked about that would have made me like feel even better is if the interview was like so let's talk about final fantasy versus 13 and he was just like <laughs> yeah. yo this Shut ain't got shit to do with nothing 13. right this ain't i was not outed from my job I we decided to not have me work on that game anymore and let someone else finish it so I could work on Kingdom Hearts 4. Please leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> you know, just something like that. Do not harass my friends and coworkers. <laughs> please. Like please. My friends. Like obviously I knew this shit was not going to be good or finished in time or that I would have to spend way too much fucking effort. I just wanted to get to cage three, like, <laughs> bro. Okay. And I got to say the amount of people in the comments that are saying things like, wow, no final fantasy. Good to know that I don't have to play kingdom hearts four is insane. Yeah. Here's one. Like here's people one. Weren't even like actually cage fans. Here's one. Thanks for letting me know that I shouldn't bother with the next title, Nomura. I love a good JRPG, but that's not why I play Kingdom Hearts. I got in the cage for the bizarre combination that was Final Fantasy and Disney. Now you're saying that the Final Fantasy characters were just there to get us hooked and are no longer needed? Thanks for the bait and switch, but I'm out. <laughs> okay, boomer. Air horns. Dude, light this guy's joint hanging out of his mouth. Give him some Doritos and Mountain Dew, dude. Yeah. What a fucking gamer holy shit dude also it's like okay bruh like what do you mean the weird combination between like that's how you like explain it to somebody that's not how it actually is you know like when somebody asks me what's kingdom hearts i'm like okay well you know final fantasy and they're like oh yeah kinda right like oh yeah it's it's like final fantasy like anime type stuff mixed with like disney worlds and stuff i'm not saying literal final fantasy i'm saying that sora is like a final fantasy character like that's like the most normie way to put it <laughs> like i don't know how else to put it like you ready for another one dude yeah hit me with it not liking the new direction honestly final fantasy characters was the major selling point for the first two games yeah, i don't care right. for the original character do not steal ones yeah fucking right dude let's go back and watch the cage to fucking trailer what do you see five billion disney worlds dude and then Sora. The series should have ended with KH3. Mm. 
Bro, people are molding so hard about the Final Fantasy thing. Go play Final Fantasy! Right. <laughs> what the These fuck? These characters literally have their own fucking games, dude. Oh my god. Okay, I gotta exit out. I'm molding. If you want... and It's like the same thing for the people who like it. Wanted there to be no Disney, right? Like... Yeah, Yeah, this exists. It's called Final Fantasy. Dude, like, good riddance. Go play Call of Duty or something. <laughs> Get out of here. Hey, man, I, I want like you. Call of Duty. Yeah. Go play Madden. Yeah, there you go. Go play FIFA. Go, go open some packs, well, bro. No, it's not called FIFA anymore, Jason. Go. They lost the FIFA license. They, no, they didn't lose it. They just refused to pay for it, right? Like, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> they didn't want to pay FIFA anymore. They'll still pay John Madden's estate, though. Anyway, um... Th- thank you, everybody, for state. listening to that part of the podcast. And go check out that Game Informer interview if you want to read it yourself. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to do the question of the week, which is not Kingdom Hearts related. We'll be right back. The question of the week, which is not Final Fantasy related. Bait and switch to you guys. Get fucked. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This is Richard Epcar. Welcome to the Ansem Report Podcast. Come to the darkness. Welcome back to the Ansem Report Podcast. Dude, my voice wavered a little bit on that one. You're right, dude. The podcast. Podcast. Thank you. Uh, the waveform of that is nutty. Uh, it's time for the question of the week. Oh, yeah. That's right, Jason. It's time for the question of the week. Thank you, Aphoraxis, for the stinger. We love you. You're a juiced individual. This week's question of the week, Jason, is from me. Not really Whoa. a Kingdom Hearts one. But what was your favorite game shown in June so far at one of these definitely not E3 events? <laughs> least favorite? So we wanted your favorite and least favorite. And I think for, for a lot of people, this changed after this Final Fantasy VII uh, yeah. event they showed. Yeah. Um, to my chagrin. Gonna, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think those, I get the fan base for those guys is weird, but I think the games look cool. My personal. We'll talk about it. Eggadog starts off. Literally don't remember a single one. FF16 was somewhere, right? Uh, Least favorite is anything in space. There was a lot of shit in space, bro. There was a lot <laughs> there of shit was a in lot space. Of space horror, specifically. Yes. Billy the Kid Lawrence says, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge yeah. has been the only thing worthy of note, honestly. Bro, you okay. can play as April, though. She's kind of like an aqua, mommy. <laughs> so we just actually, we just got done streaming Shredder's Revenge. Yeah, we just beat it. We played through it, and it's a blast, and I can't wait to play with it with, like, uh, me and Jason and four other people, dude. Yes. Really good game. Really, really good game. Really good nostalgia. 
Uh, Tyler Tylerim says, favorite has to be Final Fantasy 16. Game looks awesome. Can't wait to see Clive smash. <laughs> Close runner-up is getting a release date for Neon White, which is out now. Yeah. Least favorite is any of the 86 Civ-like farm-making town-raising games shown at the PC show. <laughs> the PC show was really bad. It was really bad. It was terrible. I think the guy that hosted it should be on a watch list. <laughs> I just, I just, it just was terrible. <laughs> For bad jokes. For bad jokes. No, for no, other, no, I'm not saying he's a pedo or anything. I'm just no, saying no. his jokes were so bad, someone should keep an eye on him. <laughs> Zach P says, favorite, even though it's not technically new, Street Fighter VI looks really fun and has its own style and flair, which is all I can ask for. Least favorite, I don't know, honestly, I only watched the press conferences with the companies I cared about. Roasted. Um, Street Fighter does look dope. My big problem with fighting games is I, like, go, yo, Street Fighter VI, Mortal Kombat, whatever, Tekken, whatever. Marvel vs. Capcom, and then I like don't play them. Yeah. Oh no, dude. I love them. It. Uh, I think part of it is that the first ever like fighting game that I remember really playing was like the OG Smash Bros. And so like, I just sleep when it comes to anything that's not Smash Bros. Even though I've yeah. played them like a decent amount, right? Like I like I like Tekken. I think Tekken's cool. I specifically like the lore in Tekken. But uh, yeah, Tekken's Mortal Kombat Tekken both have good lore. Street Fighter's been hit or miss, but yeah. it looks like they're having a single player game. And so I'll de- I'll definitely play a fighting game more if there's a single player mode. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not into like I'm I'm into like playing fighting games against people in person. Yeah, I'm not into the netcode shit. Yeah, I just I can't get into it, dude. It doesn't feel the same. It's not. I don't care if it's got rollback netcode, whatever it is. It just I can't get into it. No, no. Well, and also it's just and like, I like to look into someone's some eyes when I beat them. Yeah, yeah, some random like there's not right. any chat. If there is, it's like some like pre like yo, good round or oh man, <laughs> like it's some Shucks. it's some clash royale hee <laughs> ha ha shit, dude. Like yeah. Hee hee ha ha. Uh, Cage Waterblock says, probably Starfield. I'm a huge fan of open, massive games now, and I just love when there's a fat amount of stuff to do. Mm-hmm, games mm-hmm. that I can play for hundreds of hours keep me more occupied, and honestly, they're just so much fun, so I'm really looking forward to it. As yeah, for surprises, Minecraft Legends looks insanely cool. Yeah, it does look cool. cool. We'll talk about Starfield more later, because more people say Starfield, and there's a conversation there. I thought Minecraft Legends looked great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into these weird like spin-off Minecraft games instead of the making hitting. Minecraft two. Like we loved dungeons, that was a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. SP Cat says Final Fantasy 16 easily looks so good, and I can't wait to get my hands on it and never shut up about it. Least favorite is going to be that whole PC show that was embarrassing to watch. <laughs> the Half Life Alex mod. Dude, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> uh, the Mob 13 says favorite Resident Evil 4 remake. I love the Resident Evil remakes and can't wait to play this one. I'm also excited for Starfield, but a little worried about those thousand planets. Least yeah. favorite, Fallout 76. <laughs> when they started talking about Fallout, I was really hoping they were about to announce a new game. Did you see, Jason? I rolled my eyes they so said, hard when they showed the 76 shit. Did you see that they said Fallout 5 is their next game after Elder Scrolls 6? Yeah, so like 2040? <laughs> Todd! Please, Todd. Dude, now they make have more one Microsoft game at a time. Money. Challenge says Todd. Yeah. Uh, Marxian says, "Hmm, Goat Simulator definitely was the best thing so far." It did. It did was, they it announce was cool. a, a new Goat Simulator? 
I didn't yeah, see go, that one. Goat Sim 3, even though it's technically the second one. Mm. They just skips two, huh? Yeah, it's just some Goat Sim shit, dude. That's what they do. Polsey Bear says, Street Fighter 6, the game looks absolutely incredible and looks amazing with the features of it downtown. It's a game that should be absolutely terrific. Least favorite, I think, is most of the space shooting games. Yeah, I don't know what, where that, like, came from, honestly. Like, what? Space yeah, shooter? Just a lot I, of space. What, like, space shooter was, like, like, you know how everything just decided to randomly try and be Fortnite because Fortnite was so big? What right. fucking space shooter popped off where they're, everyone feels they're like... preemptively doing Starfield. True. True. They're preemptively Starfielding. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yonsong says, favorite Final Fantasy 16 Benedicta, which I think is a character. I don't even know what that means. That is all. I think it's probably a female character if I know Yonsong. Mm, uh, least probably. don't really have one. Even the stuff I don't personally care about has people who do, and I'm happy for those people. That's a very wholesome, wholesome answer, Yonsong. Wholesome. I do not. Me? I'll shit all over Resident Evil, dude. Oh, get get ready for me to shit on something because Sean's up next. Uh, <laughs> favorite, I know a lot of people are going to say stuff like FF16 and Starfield, and I echo the sentiments, but those were both games I knew were coming and I knew was going to look. I knew they were going to look really cool. The game that caught me off guard a bit and now has been added to my hype list was Minecraft Legends. I really enjoyed Dungeons, but it kind of came and went without much fanfare, so I wasn't expecting another spinoff. This looks really cool, though. They didn't show a ton of gameplay, but the few clips looked like Warriors-esque without being as much of a copy of Dungeons as Diablo was, or as Dungeons was to Diablo. It looks like it'll have more of its own identity. As for my least favorite... It's just all the horror games. I'm happy for you horror freaks out there, but it was just an overwhelming amount for me. Oh, and whatever they're going to announce at that 7 remake event. P.S. I almost forgot the most anticipated game of the decade and one of the most needed remakes of our time. The Last of Us Part 1. Let's go get fucked, crybabies. I hope every single Stony studio just makes Last of Us remakes for the rest of time and never develops an original game again. Last of Us, yeah. Dude, I swear to God, if the remake for Last of Us is getting all these fucking awards at the Game Awards, dude, I'm ending stream. I'm fucking ending stream. This is this has already been released. It already fucking exists. What do you mean? My thing is, like, Sean is acting like there's a lot of people mad about this. I haven't seen that. Just me. He's just trying to trigger me, I think. Well, like, I'm not that mad about it. I'm just indifferent. It's just so boring, dude. Like, the right. main thing that was, like, annoying to me is, like, it got, like, 30 fucking minutes at the Summer Games Fest. And it's like, right. do they really, really, really need this publicity, bro? Not really. No. You know? Like, they could go do their... They're big enough to where they could do their own, like, Last of Us announcement event or something. Like, it's too yeah. cringe that, like... They can have the the voice act, the old voice actors come out. They have the guy come out, like all this stuff, and it's like, bro, just like post this on your own YouTube or some shit, bro. Like I right. don't fucking care. And then and then when it, the show, well, this is more like a uh, how I didn't like the show. Then the show just abruptly ends, and I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? I don't know. I just think it's on an, un- an unnecessary remake. Yeah, that too. Yeah. When they really, oh, they literally just did the remaster. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like, it's like, like unplayable. 
or like the controls this would are be so like old. if KH1 if KH1 had gotten a remake announced this year yeah I would I'd be in the same boat I'd be like why are they remaking KH1 this yeah. is stupid it just got yeah. a remaster and that this game's much older than the last of us yeah <laughs> way older <laughs> like three times older Yon Song would like to change his response for least favorite from nothing to the last of us part one dude so Yon Sean Sean took a wholesome answer from Yon Song and ruined it. The question of the week award goes to Yon Song, dude. The best answer. Because it's like, you know what? I'm going to do a wholesome answer, but then I'm also going to be like, you know what? Fuck The Last of Us. Even more wholesome, dude. Right. (laughs) Alex says, favorite Street Fighter 6 and Final Fantasy 16 blew my dick off. Games look so fucking good, but fuck, I can't wait till 2023. Fuck you, PlayStation. Yeah. Least favorite. Oh boy, I sure love seeing space shooting games back to back to back to back for 20 hours with no end, and then 80 Resident Evil games being shown. I love gaming shows, I love shooting games, I love video games, just like how I also love putting a fork in the electrical outlet. They both put me out of my misery. Keck J, I miss Kingdom Hearts. That's the other thing. Fucking, I feel like there's literally always Resident Evil news, dude. And it's like, guys... Like, to me, I like, I feel like the stories for Resident Evil are, like, okay, right? Like, I don't feel like they're anything crazy. It's like I've watched, I've watched my friends play them, you know? And, like, my friends are the ones that, like, actually make it, like, more fun. Like, I actually, but, like, in those games, you are literally fighting the controls. Like, it's so bad. Even the remakes feel like it. It's so, yeah. it's, I don't know, it's dude. Bad. And then it just, I feel like there's always news for Resident Evil. Yeah. It just, uh, Oh my god, bro. Stewcat says, let's see. Favorite would be Silk Song. Least favorite would be none because I stopped paying attention for that part. I mean, yeah, Silk Song was like immediately. <laughs> right. like, yep, wrap it up. <laughs> We're good. MJ Skyboy says, The Last of Us Part 1 Baby. Mm. Zethus says, mm. Crisis Core Remaster. <laughs> I wasn't even going to answer this one, but now I'm excited. Phil Games adds, same. Guys, uh, I'm sorry. It's going to be bad. K-Rain Gaming says Final Fantasy Remake. Was it Rebirth? Wait, what? Afterbirth? What's it called? What? Final Fantasy 7. Re- re- it's Final Fantasy 7 Afterbirth. What's it called? What's this Binding of Isaac ass name, dude? What? I think it's Rebirth, isn't it? Re, 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 it's not remake. It's re... It's afterbirth. Uh, rebirth? And Crisis Core Remastered. We're moving on. Yeah, it's Least rebirth. favorite. Rebirth. Least favorite. I don't know about that one because I don't look out for the bad, but I'll say that the Starfield controversy is hilarious. I don't know if it's really a controversy. Well, there was a little bit of controversy before they released actual, like, the visuals and stuff. So, like, basically, so they announced that Starfield was getting delayed. Then Todd Howard was in an interview for, like, the, the pre game shows stuff right and he was saying they were just putting the finishing touches on starfield which people like took him just like were like what the fuck does this even mean todd howard you just delayed the game what do you mean you're putting finishing touches on the game and then they when they showed all this stuff and then it's just the todd howard typical like 16 times the detail one see those mountains over there you can climb them yeah (laughs) You see that star over there? Yeah, you can fly to it. But actually, not really. It's kind of like more like a war- like a loading screen. 
Dude, I I don't even care. Like that doesn't bother me. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's effectively Honestly, what it is in like No Man's Sky. It's just a loading screen. Well, I spend way too much time in No Man's Sky leaving planets and going back to home. <laughs> you know, like, that's a, I, 30% of my gameplay time is me leaving planets in No Man's Sky. Uh, Mailman CEB says, Mike, sometimes I spend too much time on Kingdom Hearts. I could go outside or do anything else. Also, Mike, I might level 100 Destiny Island. <laughs> they say... Hello all, first time answering the question of the week. I've been listening to the ARP since May last year and in the past couple months caught up and listened to all the previous episodes. Oh, damn. Out of all the podcasts I listen to, ARP is by far the most entertaining. Oh, Keep you. up the good work, Mike and Jason. Thank you. That's very nice of you. And then they answer the question. I absolutely love fighting games and traveling to tournaments. My favorite game announcement was the gameplay reveal for Street Fighter VI. Mm-hmm. So much info has been dumped in the last week. The entire roster has been leaked. The new game mechanics look amazing. The fighting game community has been very positive about Street Fighter VI. Cage 4 reveal was exciting to see, but my focus has now been shifted to Street Fighter VI for now. 2022 has been a fantastic year for me personally regarding video game reveals. The only game that could top Cage 4 Street Fighter VI would be a Shenmue 4 announcement. Least favorite announcement was any game not related to Street Fighter, Resident Evil, or The Last of Us. I'm also going to answer all the previous questions of the week, XD. I'll just answer one. (laughs) A previous question was, what KH character would you name your child? Mm. My answer is Kyrie because I did. My oldest daughter is named Kyrie. That's dope. Both my wife and I were big KH fans and played one and two. Our daughter was born in 2007, and we decided on Kyrie because KH was a game series dear to her heart. Dude. I love that. That's so cool. And it's also a good name. It's a great name. Pokemon Trainer J says, Favorite Crisis Core in Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? Least? Last of Us. I haven't played it, but didn't they already remake it? What's the point now? Just shaking down PS5 owners for spare change that they don't have (laughs) because they sold their belongings to buy a PS5 from some back alley weirdo in a dog street hoodie? Yeah, exactly. He is wearing a dog street hoodie for real. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Castle Oathkeeper just says The space one, smirk That's the that favorite the, Wait, is that the favorite or the least favorite? <laughs> I'm not Both. sure I'm not Both. sure Waka Diana says Final Fantasy Rebirth But not really because they kind of showed a walking simulator And stuff from Remake Also note from last week I love Ventus, you know I do But to all the people that praised his drip last week I'm sorry even I pray for a new look in the next game. Some <laughs> green tartan and leather, please. <laughs> this drip is so bad. If even Diana is saying it's bad, guys. Yep. The, the ruling is here. It's bad. <laughs> Broomdock says, I feel like saying the various FF7 projects is kind of a cop-out, so I'll go for a deeper poll. Cocoon. It's from mm. the developers of Limbo and Inside, plus it's published by Annapurna Interactive, yep. so I just know this little game is going to be awesome. I really like the noise of when they was dropping the little like glass ball or whatever. The orbs? Yeah, dude, that yeah. sounded good. You're right. That's, That's a so satisfying, satisfying noise. Least favorite, Starfield. You can only get promised a massive open-world sci-fi sandbox so many times yeah. <laughs> before you realize it's probably going to be a letdown. Looking at shit. you, Star Citizen, and launch version of No Man's Sky. Yeah. To be fair, No Man's Sky has uh, done a lot and for free, but yeah, no, the launch version of No Man's Sky, absolutely terrible. Orpheus Joshua says, Favorite game shown was unironically Soul Hackers 2, which was in the Summer Game Fest for like 10 seconds LMAO. 
It just showed the English dub, which seems minor, but I've been covering this game on a daily basis since last year when it's only had Japanese voiceover, so this was kind of wild. A bit orgasmic, even. It's made by Atlas, who make Persona and SMT. So since it was announced, they've been uploading a trailer a day, highlighting a demon in the game. Yo. The Japanese VA of the main character introduces the demons every day, which is why hearing her in English is cool slash jarring. It's like Pokemon, where you can fight them and get them on your team and stuff. Ex excited probably just because of how I've been with this game's coverage so much, LOL. Wait, which game Least is that? Least favorite game. It's called Soul Hackers 2. Mm, okay, okay. I don't remember. Least favorite game shown was Starfield. There were plenty of unmemorable space slash FPS stuff, but Starfield just kind of baffled me. It's supposed to be this really hyped up next gen experience, but it looks so lackluster. Yeah. I'm not a Bethesda fan though, so maybe it looks cool. I don't know. No. Last of Us Part <laughs> One is really close. Most unnecessary remake I've ever seen. True. So here's what I'll say about Starfield since we're here, and I think yeah, I don't yeah, think we're yeah. talking about it anymore. Um, I thought it looked fine. Yeah. But we needed it to it look better down. than fine after all this time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The only thing that I really pogged for was the space builder. Yeah. The, the ship builder, I mean. You know what I mean? Like, that mm -hmm. looked cool. I do like Everything the base building else... ideas, too. Well, right. That, But that we've seen that a million times in other games, right? Yeah. And probably well, done better. Well, I know better, it's going right? to be done pretty decently well, because like, I like how they do it in Fallout 4, and I'm assuming it's just a better version of that, right? Like, yeah. Hopefully. I think it'll be good. I thought the combat looked lame, and I said this to yeah. you when we were watching it live. One of my favorite parts about Skyrim and to a lesser extent Fallout is you can kind of approach things in a couple different ways. Yeah, yeah. Right? This this game seems like shoot gun. Shoot the gun. Yeah. No vats. I think, no I think the main thing that's weird is I think just how they presented it was really shit. I think when they do the weird exploration thing where like you're get you're walking out of your ship and like they're they have like kind of like a breath of the wild ass moment where you're just like seeing like this whole layout or whatever right like I think that that's fine but then like they didn't when it comes to like the fighting and the action I think they needed to put more work into making that look cool and like the the like lack of a UI or like slash how the UI looked was weird and like the no like ridicule like there was definitely some weird and he's just shooting like a p90 <laughs> like it's not like some futuristic right. weapon or something like it's just right. a fucking p90 that is back in you know where you can see the p90 dude in fucking csgo from the year 2003 bro like right. this shit looks so bad but yeah i don't know dude well and it to seems me, like they're trying to go the more realistic route of space stuff which is fine hmm. but i don't know the, what's the point of going into space if you're yeah. not going to do wild shit like have like green women and yeah like, yeah that's one of the major things to me too they said they were like influenced by nasa like they 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 were like we want it to be more realistic like like our current space travel stuff but it's like when is it when the is this that when, when did Buzz Aldrin gun down a fucking space marine? You know what I mean? Like, I, I it's just not like, I, I want, if I'm going into space, give me like, uh, give me a bunch of different weird races and give yeah. me a bunch of cool technology. Don't be like, oh, uh, the, the, the Mar, you're going to launch the Mars, uh, uh, lunar tracker thing. You know, like, don't, don't give me realism. That's not imagine, what space is. <laughs> imagine Mass Effect with no other races. Right. It's just Boring. infinitely worse. If infinitely sex worse. with an alien, what and am then, I doing? <laughs> but also just like, think about like Skyrim. One of the main things in Skyrim that's so cool is there's all these different races and how they interact. Like, right. like politically, like 
socially, all this stuff. Like it, it's it's fucking cool. And now you're just gonna have different humans, dude. Wow. Well, Way even to make it real realistic because because <laughs> of the nuclear stuff. Even Fallout has like not really yeah. races, but like there's like you know the, the, the super mutants, um, the ghouls. Super mu right and then different like like death claws and a bunch of weird yeah, shit yeah. you know what i mean i mean i'm sure we'll find some tentacle monster at some point or something and they don't, they're not going to show that but to yeah. me it just looks like boring humans doing boring things in space yeah it was kind of like less cool fallout in space in my opinion yeah. but also i just feel like the quality of this at launch is going to be so bad and the reason why, and people are trying to say that the acquisition to Xbox is a plus, I don't think so at all. Look at fucking Halo Infinite, dude. Halo Infinite cost $500 million. $500 million to come out in the state that it is. I don't think the, the acquisition to Xbox means anything, dude. They don't fucking... Like, yeah, they delayed the game and probably had to remake most of it. But that, to me, doesn't mean anything. Like, Well, I don't know if that's... To me, uh, the problem with Halo, and this is like a whole nother podcast. The problem with Halo, from an outsider's perspective, because I'm not a Halo guy, right? Mm. Is that they had this company, Bungie, make this game series and build it up and, and yeah. do all these cool things with it that people liked. And then Bungie wasn't doing it anymore. And yeah. instead of just letting it die, they decided to continue going with a different company. But I think at this point, the people behind it, that studio, they, they don't care about Halo, right? Yeah. They're just making a game because they're being paid to make a game. Where, like, Bungie was passionate about Halo till they weren't, and then they dropped it because they weren't yeah. passionate about it anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so to me, like, that's the issue. It's that studio or any studio just trying to, like, take over a game that doesn't belong to them. I'd rather see yeah. them take that company and go, hey, make your own first-person shooter or something like well, that. You know what I mean? And I'm not even really talking about, like, what they've done with the lore, because I actually like what they've done with the lore. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about, like, the actual quality of the game, right? It a Halo dropped with no co-op campaign. Like, that's, like, so fucking ridiculous to me. Like, it's, the, it's one of the staples of Halo. And not even like, yo, there's no split screen. Because they already did that. They already fucked that over in like Halo 4 or 5 or whatever. Where they're like, yo, you can't you can't split screen. Now you have to have your own copy of the game. You can't co-op, period. <laughs> like, there's just right. so much stuff where it's like, the acquisition to Xbox doesn't make me feel like, yo, now the new Skyrim's gonna be better. Like, no, you're, you're just giving different people, like, they're just dividing up the profits a little bit differently, guys. Like, <laughs> I don't... Right. I don't... I'm not like, yo! Even though, like, I think Xbox does a ton of consumer-friendly stuff, to me, it doesn't really change how the game is going to be made, who's going to be making the decision. Like, Todd Howard is still well, going to be bullshitting at... <laughs> they're not even involved in no. that yet. They don't even have the company yeah, yet. So exactly. To think that that, that would too. affect it is stupid. That too. Yeah. Anyway, we got two more answers, yet. Jay. Dengus Khan says, other than the whole Final Fantasy feast, I'd say the only other game I'm kind of interested in so far is Minecraft Legends, maybe? We Yo. didn't get to see much gameplay, but it looks like an action strategy, and I'm a big fan of action strategy. I just pre-ordered the new Fire Emblem Warriors as well. Yo. Honorable mention, really surprised by the announcement of Honey Pop 2. Honey Pop, too fast, too horny. Let's go. <laughs> I, they already made Honey Pop 2, dude. Yeah. Do you, do you need a link, bro? I can, I can link you, bro. Yeah, I can dude, send I'll, you a link. I'll send you my creator code, bro. Right. 
Dude, I wish I had a creator code for that. What the fuck? Uh, and finally, we have Ram, who says, first time doing a question of the week. I've been listening for a couple years, around October 2019. Just never got around to joining the Discord till now. Love the podcast, guys. Your dynamic is wholesome AF, and your sense of humor is on point. Thank, Thank you, you, Ram. Their answer, favorite game shown is definitely the Crisis Core remake. I used to play that game over and over again on PSP and love Zack to death. Still one of my favorite characters. Can't wait to play an updated version. Least favorite has to be The Last of Us Part 1. Remaking a game that was just remastered recently seems a little redundant to me. Amen. Amen, brother. Jason, what is your answer for this question? Um... Man. I don't know. There's so many games that I'm really excited for. And I I watched a ton of different stuff. Like, all of the game shows that were, like... Basically, the only one I didn't watch was the FF7 one, because it's like, I don't know. I, I clearly think FF7 is overrated, but I would say my least is definitely Last of Us. Like, 110% Last of Us. Like, as much as I don't like all the Resident Evil stuff, it's like at least they're remaking, like, different games in quotations, right? Like, it's just, it's just like the... Resident Evil 3 They're to 4 They're making games that are at least like right? 10 years old. <laughs> yeah, that too, right? And it's like, you didn't literally just remaster it. And then, dude, what's so ridiculous is when they showed the side-by-sides, right? But, like, they didn't even do it smartly, right? Like, I mean, they could... How they did it was the correct way to do it, like, morally. But, like, if they would have put the original gameplay, like, the OG gameplay next to, like what they're showing for like the new remaster or remake i mean it would have felt like it made more sense but they were putting the remaster next to the remake so like wasn't really that much of a difference like it really especially because they're showing difference in cutscenes, right like the cutscenes of those are already going to look pretty good and in remasters right. specifically a lot of times they put way more effort into updating the character models right like, mm-hmm. for example, like, FF8, the character models look way better, but, like, the rest of the world still looks pretty shit, right? If they would have showed more of, like, gameplay differences or whatever, where it's like, yo, this is, at the very beginning of the game, obviously it's going to look, like, very similar. You could have had them side by side, but, like, actually show that it's, like, gameplay so that it would look a lot better. Whereas, like, instead of it's just the exact same cutscene, and it's, like, they literally have them in the exact same pose in the cutscene type thing too. So it's like, is this a remake? I don't know. <laughs> it's really like yeah. remaster part two. Yeah, that's definitely my least favorite. Favorite, honestly, this is this is gonna be like a curveball for a lot of people. But I'm honestly the most excited for Modern Warfare 2. Because I haven't played, I, I've played so much Call of Duty. But like, like, like growing up in like middle school and high school, like I played a ridiculous amount of Call of Duty, like way too much fucking Call of Duty, and I just haven't really played the last several that much at all. Um, and I'm excited because Modern Warfare 2 was one of my favorites, like the original, and just being able to go back to those maps will be really cool, really nostalgic. Um, and I think the, the remaster for Modern Warfare 1, the 2019 version, uh, was done really well. So I'm really optimistic for it. The stuff they showed was really cool. Um, like the, you're on the, um, 
the the freighter and it's like in a storm and like basically your cover is like moving with the rocking of the ship um but it feels Haven't like they it's done like, that before though uh i mean not that i know of but uh, god i that like that just like unlocked a memory in my head of seeing a game where they did that but maybe it wasn't modern warfare i don't know it could be a callback like i just can't think i can't remember right like, I, i'm and i'm not trying to be like shitty i'm, I'm literally oh, no, 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 you unlocked yeah. a memory in my head no i don't and i mean it would make sense if it was a callback because it is a remake yeah. right but like i don't right. know I, I thought it looked visually very impressive um and just the idea of that is like yo that's that's badass like Instead of just, because I mean, like, when you think about, like, Call of Duty campaigns, it's just you get behind cover, you shoot the dumbass AIs when they peek their head out to just shoot at where you are, right? Like, AI's just right. fucking dumb, right? Well, the idea of adding some variability to it where it's like, you can't just stay in the one spot, you gotta, like... But it's not in the same way where it's like, oh, gameplay-wise, them throwing a grenade at where you are does the same thing, right? But instead of it right. just feeling like they're just have infinite grenades that they're throwing at you, it's actually the level moving and in a way that's cool um, and it's kind of like cinematic in that way. For sure. So I'm excited for that and I'm excited to just grind some multiplayer. I always liked getting like the skins, getting like the diamond camos and stuff and mm -hmm. yeah, it'll be fun. And it's just a turn your brain off type of game, right? Like yeah, I'll yeah. like try hard at, at it here and there, but it's just like a turn your, turn your brain off, play some games with the boys until way too late at night, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm gonna not throw a curveball, and I'm gonna say Final Fantasy 16. I think um, one of my favorite things about the Final Fantasy series that interconnects is the summons. Uh, throughout the series, they typically are similar characters, and they yeah. connect, and they're they're really cool. And especially with 15, they really amped up how cinematic and cool they are. Mm. And it seems like they're kind of still leaning in that direction, but adding well. more. Oh yeah, 14 as well. They do that, and it seems like you. It's almost looks like a fighting game when you control the summons, which is pretty wild. Because um, it's summon. They haven't really done summon versus summon a lot. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, not really. And so it looks cool. And then on top of that, the gameplay looks really nuts, like really Devil May Cry-ish, you know, like really combo heavy. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm really excited for that. Uh, my least favorite, good. my least favorite, I'm just going to say a statement and I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to take any further questions. I'm not going to, uh, you know, tell you what I mean by it, but I'm just going to say this. The Last of Us is the Joker of video games. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Jason, Sean, what, what should be, I'm so sorry? What should be the question of the it's week for me. next week, dude? Okay, okay, I actually have one. I actually have one. All right, all right, all right let's let's hear it. If you were running the interview with Nomura, what is one question that you would want him to answer? Like, oh, what's, what's okay, a question no, no, you I like this. Where you could fucking be like, "Yo, I need to know, Nomura." What is this? Okay, so here, here's what we're going to do. You, that's the question of the week. But Jason and I are going to try to answer the questions as if we were Nomura. <laughs> okay, nice. Okay. So that's the question of the week. What question would you... If you had an interview with Nomura, what question would you want to ask him? That's a, great, that's a great question, Jason. Good job. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> anyway, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of the Answer Report Podcast. we got a long boy here in the in the chamber shoot at you guys uh 
Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to everybody who emailed us, everybody who answered the question of the week. Uh, no thank you to HMK and Gamers Joint for being clickbaiting sons of bitches. Uh, <laughs> thank you to Regular Pat, just because. Yeah. Because Regular Pat's a good Kingdom Hearts content creator. You guys should go Ooh. check him out. He's not going to clickbait you. And if he does, it's for a bit. It's not real. Facts. By They're a not a fact. Written by a writer. Fiction. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot to tell you this. So, remember we were trying to think of that actor's name last week? Like, for... I was, I was like, Riker? I don't remember the actor's name, but he plays Riker. Yeah, remember yeah. I said that? In my group chat with my buddies, I just get this text that says, Jonathan, Jonathan Frakes. <laughs> just no context. No context. Jameson just says, Jonathan Frakes. And... Alan like did the reaction of the question mark yeah like what are you talking about and then James said Mike was recording a pod on Monday and couldn't remember Riker's real name just doing my part <laughs> so thank you thank you Jameson Jameson, <laughs> Jameson might be the only non-Kingdom Hearts fan that listens to this show I don't yeah. think Jameson's played a minute of Kingdom Hearts no but he listens just every week because he's, he, he's the homie he's a true one so shout out to Jameson <laughs> anyway guys that's gonna do it for this episode this week we'll be back next week with number 10 Dude, we didn't we didn't really say number nine this episode very much. Number nine. There we go. All right, Jason, hit him with it. <laughs> May your heart be your guiding key. Thank you. Now fuck off. All right, guys, that was episode nine of the Ansem Report podcast here in season two. Thank you for listening and watching. Shoutouts, as always, to our good friends Shane Plunkett and Jesse Wright of Meadow Vista Media for letting us use the theme Radiant Garden, the official theme of the Ansem Report podcast. I, every time I listen to it, I still get just as hype as when I heard it the first time. So thanks to those guys for letting us use that. Also, like I said, with this new recording schedule, Nomura's gonna fuck us in some way, and and here it was, we obviously wanted to talk about this whole interview sooner, because there's some big news in it, but, you know, with with this recording schedule, it's uh, it's a little different now, so uh, thank you guys for being patient and waiting for our our reaction, so to speak, or our, our ability to go through that stuff. Uh, we appreciate you guys being patient with us. We also really appreciate our patrons over at patreon.com slash Bros who uh, support the show through being cool and giving us money, basically. Now, that money isn't just given for free. We offer things in return, like, for example, our podcast, Fine, I'll Do It Myself, uh, which is exclusive to Patreon at this point, and we talk about the different Marvel movies. We're working on Thor The Dark World. I know I said that last time, but it's true. We are working on it, and uh, we'll get that out soon for you guys and also other things. Let me read off our patrons, like I promised to do every podcast from till the end of time. Nesquik 502. Billy the Kid Lawrence. Corinne Verd. Dr. Lambic. DP Grant. Elbow Juice. Energy Scott. SB Cat. Famous for Nothing. Gavin Dotson. Iron Agro. Iron Daddy Sean. Ya boy Woody. Pokemon Trainer J. Lisa S. Mr. Trumpeter 711, Orpheus Joshua, Peyton, Preferred Whale 6, Sean underscore AFK, Swarles Barkley, Tyler Tyler Rims, Vigilus Gaming, Water KH, I'm sorry, <clears throat> Dr. Water KH, Yonsong, Zach P, Chillery, Egglag 29, Frank Verg, Get Roxel, 
Regular Pat, Fabio the Iguana, Unholy Dolphin, Vetus, What's Up Carl, Chene, Damon Z, Lands of Masters, Kyrie's Bro, Travis Town Jr., Phil Games, and Afro Roxas. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. If you go to patreon.com slash Bros, you can be featured at the end of the podcast like these folks are, and you can support us to provide more and 